It's episode two of the BTS Cinema Podcast. I'm Will Stewart. Today's guest, Gunnar Willis. Being vulnerable in your work, it is scary, but I think it's 100% necessary because the last thing I want to watch as a film watcher is something that is just pretending to be someone else. Be vulnerable and be yourself, because that's what I'm coming to watch. Gunnar Willis has already made a name for himself as an actor with a gift for comedy. He's been on shows like Vice Principals, Dead Silent, and most recently, Ozarks. But he doesn't just work in front of the camera. He's also an accomplished, award-winning writer and director. His short films are funny, clever, and most importantly to me, they're relatable. His most recent short is Shower, which, I gotta say kicks you right in the feels. There's no real rhyme or reason to what you'll see today other than me spilling out what I've been feeling. And I say me, but that's me. This guy, this guy's just an actor. When I do this kind of stuff, it only feels like I'm saying it when someone else is saying it, you know? Gunnar Willis, welcome to the show. Uh, thanks for having me, man. Yeah. I appreciate being on the show. Sure, yeah. I appreciate you taking the time. Let's talk about Shower real quick. Um, and so for okay. those who have not seen Shower yet, um, you can see it at Vimeo.com slash Gunnar Willis, and uh, it's there on, on his main page. Um, if you're listening to the podcast right now and you haven't seen it yet, you should pause this podcast and go watch it. We'll just Gunnar and I are just going <laughs> to sit here in complete silence and wait for you. It's an <laughs> eight-minute short. Um, but for those that are on Facebook Live, if you haven't, you know, uh, watched it, you, you should before we kind of get into it because I think we'll probably have spoilers in here. But um, mm-hmm. man, I loved Shower. I thought it was great. I thought um, it was visually appealing and very interesting with you telling your story. What was what was the impetus behind Shower? Well, I wrote this short. Um, I'd say it's it's close to two years now. Um, two years mm-hmm. ago. And at the time, I was just going through a really, really rough patch. Um, I had tried to move to Atlanta for a few months, I'd say about eight to nine months. And I just moved back because it wasn't working. Um, and uh, so I moved back in with my dad. And um, I tried to move to Greenville a couple of times. And it, like, it fell through. So I was stuck at my dad's house um, for like a year uh Nothing against my dad. I love my dad, but it's just like, you know, when when you already have that taste of freedom and you move back to your parents' house after, you know, quote unquote failing, like you're not you're not feeling too good about yourself, you know. Um and I also hadn't I hadn't created um I hadn't made a short film in over a year. Um so I was just feeling really, really frustrated with myself and um it took me a long time to say this word because it to me it looked different than what I'd seen in other people. But um, I was fighting depression, um, and uh, it, it took me so long to say that word because, um, <laughs> you know, I I didn't really realize until I was going through it that depression is not always you know this um, it's not always the Charlie Brown music you know what I mean it, right. it's uh, yeah. <laughs> there's there's more to it and um, there's like. A lot of it was like anxiety inducing, like, um, and there was also this 
and I, this isn't the main focus of shower, I think to me at least was, um, it was kind of like this nostalgia for happiness, um, to where like, it, it wasn't necessarily like, um, blue all of the time. It was like, um, oh, I remember this time and it's this realization that I'm not there mm. anymore. Yeah, like where things were um, simpler and everything was happy and yeah. everything was taken care of. And mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. So that's, that's kind of what shower was to me. I couldn't tell you how, um, blown away I've been by the response to it. Um, cause, uh, I didn't even really want to release it originally. I was just going to make it and like make it so I could, you know, <laughs> get over some of the stuff and kind of like see these things in the, in like, in light. Some of my really, really close friends have seen it and they're like, dude, you have to like, they they pretty much made me release this thing. <laughs> um, and I'm happy they did. <laughs> um, because I like, I can't tell you, I was shaking at the keyboard yeah. when I was, you know, releasing this thing. Yeah, how'd that feel um, to be uh, that vulnerable and exposed? And for those who may not see it, have seen it yet, it's just, it's very much a, an intimate window into Gunner's mm-hmm. life. <laughs> just like really, yeah. really <laughs> intimate. Um, I mean, you're basically just like like sitting at his couch and he's gushing to you. Um, yeah, that's, that's, that's exactly what it feels like. Um, yeah. It was terrifying. It was, mm-hmm. it was the most, the most terrifying. Um, I mean, I think I said it when I released it. Like, it, it was the first time I was ever scared to release a movie. Yeah. Um, in the end, do you think that's a good feeling, though? Yeah, I do. I really do. Um, I feel stronger after releasing it. Mm. I don't know, because I was so scared. Because that was, like, the, the darkest time of my life. And I was kind of, like, putting it out there in this weird, like, very, very me way. You know? Mm. And this, this is not, like, a... Like the short I did before shower <laughs> was different times, man. And that's like the silliest, just like, <laughs> you know, we made it in like a weekend type of thing. Right. Um, and if someone like walked up to me and was like, Hey, I really hated different times, man. I'd be like, that's cool. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? But if someone said that to me about shower, I'm not, uh, to this day, I couldn't tell you what, I, how I would respond. Cause like, yeah. It's such a different thing, but the only, like, I've had a handful of people, um, that have reached out to me about shower and told me how much, like, like, Hey, like I've felt stuff like this, you mm. know? And like, like I, I've gotten, I've gotten so many just like, thank yous. Mm. I was like, what, what do you think it'd be? <laughs> like, yeah. You know, like it's just been wild, you know? And I just like, I don't know. I, I can't explain I can't explain the feeling I'm getting. It's just been um, a true blessing. Mm. It really has. That's good, man. Good. I'm glad. I'm, I'm glad that the support's mm. been there. It, well, I wonder if it's validation too, you know, for you mm-hmm. um, too, that you can, you can be vulnerable sometimes. Maybe you're not ever going to release something to the level of shower again, but you know, don't mm-hmm. you think even, you know, anyone's work, whether it's something intimate, personal, or it's something, you know, more like just telling a story um, that's just mm-hmm. a narrative that you've written. Um, I don't know. There's always that feeling of just, man, I'm really putting myself out here. I'm just yeah. like exposing myself in a major way. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. I, I no, feel that I, and I've never done, I've never done the, the whole sit down mm-hmm. on the couch and spill my guts. Kind of thing. <laughs> well, no, I think it's, I mean, I think shower is like an extreme example of it because 
I didn't, I definitely wouldn't advise, <laughs> you know, everyone to go and do what I did. Um, cause it was definitely painful. Um, but I, I will say that, um, being vulnerable in your work, uh, it is scary. Um, but I think it's 100% necessary. Um, because the last thing I want to watch is a film watcher because before I'm a filmmaker, I'm a film nerd. <laughs> you know, um, the last thing I want to watch as a film watcher is, mm. um, something that is just pretending to be someone else. Mm. Um, you know, like, yeah. Um, that's, that's like, I, I don't know who said the quote that the, the biggest sin in film is to be boring, but that's kind of mm. like, I think that's where that comes from. Yeah. Um, so like you can be, I mean, one of one of the biggest, one of my my favorite words to describe um, how I make movies is the word silly. Um, a lot of people use that word in a negative sense um, or a slightly negative sense, you know. Um, but I think there's something so like I don't know, honest. <laughs> if you let yourself mm. be silly and childish, um, so even if the movie is quote unquote silly. Um, be vulnerable and be yourself, um, because that's that's what I'm coming to watch. Yep. Um, so yeah, exactly. And I think um, I think people can tell if it's an authentic story or not. You know, mm -hmm. I, I don't yeah. care what the genre is. I mean, it can be anything. And mm -hmm. for you, yeah. it, it may translate into a different kind of um, piece than say what you know, Micah Taylor, who we interviewed. Uh, episode one, mm -hmm. uh, or, or any, anybody else. But if it's authentic to you, I think there's a, there's a tribe of people that are going to, it's going to resonate with, uh, there's people mm -hmm. that are going to see it and understand it and, uh, that are going to accept it, you know, warts and all it's, yeah. there's no perfect piece, but it's just mm -hmm. like, if it's, if it's real, and that's even what I said with, yeah. you know, my intro to you, like, I, I love your work because I think it's, it's very authentic and it's, it's true to Thank you. you. Thank um, you. and that, and yeah. And, that's the best compliment I could ever give somebody really. You know? <laughs> well, I really appreciate it. Yeah. Um, no, back, like, I, I think, um, you kind of going off what you're saying, I think it's just super, super important, um, is, uh, you have to make the movies that you have to make. If you want to be a filmmaker and, you know, you're studying film and like you appreciate all these different like genres of films and you want to be taken seriously, but you still want to make, monster movies or you know like this horror genre or whatever like i i think the only important thing is that you make the movies that you personally have to make and that's what constitute as art yeah and i think that you you've hit on something that i think um a lot of people that are trying to break into the industry that that may have aspirations mm -hmm. to write and direct or you know just mm -hmm. make movies with their friends i think a lot of times they focus on being somebody else you know, they, they see something, yeah. maybe they haven't mm -hmm. established their own tastes yet. They see somebody else and they see some, some other projects and they're like, oh man, I need to be that person. Uh -huh. And the world's not looking for a, a, a poor copy of another writer or director. But what it mm -hmm. is looking for and desperately craves is someone who is original and tells their own story. Mm -hmm. Because there's only yes. one story. Like, I could never make shower. That's not my personality type. That's not mm -hmm. my story. Um, mm -hmm. There's only one person that could make that. Now it's you. And if anyone tries to duplicate another writer director, just it doesn't it doesn't work. It really doesn't. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. <laughs> I agree with you. I agree with yeah. you whole, wholeheartedly. So what's, what was your uh, first film memory, like when you were growing up? What's that thing? That, first that film kind of, memory. Yeah. Um, yeah, this is, actually, this is actually a huge one um, because this kind of is the, this is the thing that got the whole ball rolling for me. Um, let's see. Uh, I actually have two stories, but I'll tell you this first one because it's, it's the one that means the most. Um, I was four years old. I was living in Arkansas at the time. I was born in Arkansas. My dad was um, an Air Force guy based over there. And um, my mom and dad rented Jurassic Park uh, from Blockbuster. And we uh, all went in their bedroom and, like, uh, jumped on their bed and watched Jurassic Park on this little tiny, like, tube TV in the corner of the room. Nice. And I was blown away. Like yeah. this was like magic to me. And from that moment, um, I wanted to be a paleontologist. Uh, <laughs> I couldn't, <laughs> I was four years old, so I couldn't say the word paleontologist, <laughs> but I wanted, I knew all the dinosaurs. Like I had this like huge play tent with like, like a T-Rex on it. I even had, oh, there's pictures of it. I had these like boxers my parents bought me that were like deep purple and they were Jurassic Park themed boxers and they had to like <laughs> force me to change underwear because i didn't <laughs> want to wear any other underwear so like this was like th- this is the this was the movie that like showed me other worlds you know what i mean like they mm, opened me yeah. up to things yeah. so i wanted to be a paleontologist up until i was nine years old and then my grandmother wonderful wonderful grandmother uh nanny willis is what i call her mm. um she was a science teacher and she came back from this field trip with this little tiny box of sand that she got from a museum. Uh, and she gave it to me for a present and it came with a little tiny shovel and you can dig, uh, for little tiny dinosaur bones. And if you keep digging, you can make like a little, you know, skeleton. Nice. So I was so excited and I dug for about five minutes and decided I wanted to be a filmmaker. <laughs> that's so weird. Oh, that's so good. That that was the moment I was nine years old when I found out that these things don't move. Right. <laughs> but animated. So, oh, that is yeah. hilarious. That's so good. Well, it's good that you found that out early. You know, it's not like you're uh, yeah. your, your yeah. third year in college. And, uh, like, that's great, man. <laughs> that's so good. Yeah. So, so, so you're digging in the dirt, and you're like, I want to mm-hmm. be Spielberg. I don't want to be the Yahoo that's digging up the bones. Yeah, um, absolutely. Yeah. So, what what other movies were kind of in your life that helped you go? Oh, well, there's people that write and direct these things, you know, there's stories that people are making, uh, making up. Mm. Like what, when did that, that kind of happen? And what were the movies that you're like, Oh, I want to do that. That's a good question. Um, I would say there's probably a couple stages. Um, so like Jurassic, the the three movies that made me love movies when I was a little kid was, um, Jurassic park. Like I said, Mm. Lion King and star Wars. Um, Jurassic Park was like my favorite. Uh, Lion King, you can ask my dad. Um, I would literally watch that every day. Um, 
and I would hide behind the couch every time Scar came on because mm. I was so scared. Um, and then Star Wars. I my earliest mem- memory of Star Wars is uh, those uh, was that this um, VHS collectors um, edition that my uncle John had mm. at my um, um, mom's side of the family, and he sat me down. And we watched these things on VHS. I don't think I could ever lose that sense of magic I got from those movies. Mm. I will forever be a kid because of those movies, you know? Yeah. Um, so that's what made me, like, fall in love with storytelling. Yeah. And then in, in high school was when I started, like, kind of branching out. And this was the first time where I was like, oh, I like this movie. Here's the director. Now, what did this director watch? You know, Mm -hmm. this was the first time I ever started doing that. I'd say probably Fincher and Scorsese in high school were my favorites. That was the ones, you know, I go back to school. I went to this really tiny private Christian school. Like we had like 36 people. Oh, wow. And I was, I was the resident movie guy. So I was like just running around in my class, which was like, you know, a hallway. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, it's like, guys, you got to watch this movie. It's Mm -hmm. like, you know. But it's interesting that you were looking at uh, you weren't just looking at the directors you were looking at what the director's inspirations were, which I think is next level. Mm-hmm. Before I'm a filmmaker, I'm a film watcher. Mm-hmm. Like I just um, live and breathe this stuff. So don't you like, think you have to be a fan first before you can actually I don't know embrace the art form? I mean, you can create videos, mm-hmm. but if you don't love the medium, you know, if you don't mm-hmm. have kind of a childlike wonder as you approach it. Um, I don't know. Mm-hmm. It just—it seems like it's too difficult. Yeah, to, uh, I think you definitely have to be. I think you definitely have to be a fan. I think. Um, I don't think you have to be maybe as uh, obsessed as I am. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I may have done a little overboard, yeah. but I think you definitely have to. You know, um, you, you know, you know. Um, I don't want to say the rules because um, I hate rules, but. Mm-hmm. Uh, know the in and outs of a movie. And I would agree with that. I would say looking at yeah. some directors, I look at less mm. at the rules and more about how it makes me feel, you know, cause it's yes. a very emotional yes. medium. So mm-hmm. I go, oh, okay, well, you know, of course I'm looking at it, mm-hmm. at it as a cinematographer and a DP, but um, mm-hmm. I go, okay, so this camera angle, you know, where he's low and he's mm-hmm. wide gives this feeling, you know, mm-hmm. you know, Fincher has this Fincher frames people low um, mm-hmm. shoots up their noses sometimes. Like it's kind of interesting. Sometimes, <laughs> like he's he's a very his framing is very interesting. Like where mm-hmm. he places the camera sometimes, and you know, like for instance, like that creates a certain emotion. Um, yeah, I, no, I wouldn't necessarily absolutely. consider a rule. I would consider it more of like a a guiding. The number one thing a film needs to get right above plot, above character, is emotion. Mm. Um, the movie has to feel right. Um, yeah. now granted. There's that checklist that helps you get there, but um, it's not always necessary um, to have plot or character to get the emotion. Um, so that's that's, that's why I think it's the number one is because uh, I don't know you ask, you ask people who are both film nerds and people who just you know um, watch movies occasionally, but there's there's always that movie that like touches them and lives with them mm. for years and years and years. And like, they're, you know, they're, they're, you know, their hands are up and they're so excited talking about this movie and you stop them and you ask them like, why is it your favorite movie? And more times than not, they don't have an answer. 
you know, it's like they're dumbfounded. Like, mm-hmm. what do you, I don't, um, and I think that's because it just, it just feels right. And some, and the reason why I think the new Jurassic parks don't work as well is, uh, the emotion is, is different. Yeah. Um, you're right. The original Jurassic Park, uh, when I think, when I think about Jurassic Park, I don't think about, you know, the T-Rex chasing the Jeep. I don't think about like all the action. I really don't. The first thing I think of every, every time without fail, Jurassic Park, I think of Dr. Alan Grant. Yep. Looking up out of that Jeep. Yep. And the taking the sunglasses off. Yep. Yep. Right, seeing that brontosaurus like that's the, and that and the and the reason that works and the reason that's like it's wonder like you're sitting there as a kid or as an adult and you're sitting here going whoa you know what i mean <laughs> yeah. that's the feel it that's the feel of the Jurassic park it's not like whoa you're like running around like dinosaurs it's just like wow yeah you know yeah, what i mean there's, there's a quiet awe um, about it yeah and if yeah. you if you like dissect that moment <clears throat> mm-hmm. um, and the camera moves and the acting and, and all that's done. Um, mm-hmm. You know, there's so much masterful presentation there. Absolutely. Um, but absolutely. The, but the thing that, that just <clears throat> overrides, you know, people don't go like, Oh man, great job Spielberg, you know, with the camera mm-hmm. movement. They're like, Oh my goodness. Yeah. Like it's, it's about the moment. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, yeah that's a, that's a, that's an iconic scene for me. It's funny. This would actually be a great conversation to have one day with a bunch of friends, but um, mm-hmm. to like pull up the, I mean, the top thirty movies, and mm-hmm. we uh, condense them to the one scene in the movie. Um, oh, that would be a very interesting awesome. discussion. <laughs> yeah, 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 absolutely. Because I think I think oh, all of wow. us would pretty much have the same moment, and I think that's that's truly yeah. a testament to uh, filmmaking. You know, when when yeah. you have that pivotal moment, and you're like, oh man. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think that that speaks a lot for, yeah, there's a director that I was listening to, uh, I forget his name, but he, he said, he, he said that, uh, when he does his movies, he basically directs for, with, with his eye on one scene, like a very particular moment in the movie. And, oh yeah. And basically that's what the movie's about is that moment. And so everything's super cool. leading up to that moment and there's the moment <laughs> and then. That's you know. incredible. Yeah, I think it's very I gotta look up who, that, who said that because that's very cool. Yeah, I need I need to find it. If I can't find who it is, um, you can just attribute me. You know. Okay. Yeah. You know, Will William Stewart. H. Stewart. Says- <laughs> <laughs> the genius, the the film filmmaker. Yeah. Uh, too funny. But um, so, uh, so you're you're a kid growing up, falling in love with movies, messing mm-hmm. around with your friends. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, high school happens. It's over with. Mm-hmm. Um, so then you're like, okay, I need to do this for a living. You know, that's mm-hmm. always a moving target for us, right? You know, like as we're oh, as yeah. working I'm still figuring that out. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm okay. still figuring that out. It's so hard. <laughs> um, so what yeah. was your, what was your, what you would consider like your, your first serious short that you're like, man, I'm really, I'm, I'm proud of this. You know, of course the work that we do is not ever perfect, you know, but something that you're like, Ooh. I'm proud of this. This is a, this um, is a short that I love. Well, I, I, I guess I got, I got two stories and I got the first short I ever made and then I have the first short I ever, I was ever proud of that mm. felt like, you know, an actual short, you know what I mean? Um, yeah. so my first, my first short film I ever made, I was, uh, about to be a senior in high school. So I made it in between, uh, junior and senior year and 
<laughs> it was called Forever and Always. And it was like a six minute, yeah, a six minute like romantic drama um, <laughs> about this, yeah, about this girl who was like being forced to marry this other guy and like the, and she's in love with this other, I don't know, like it was like, it was that type of thing. Yeah. Um, I'm laughing I because, because it's just, me knowing you now and the genres that you you, you frequent, uh, a, a, rom- a romantic drama is not like the first word that would you know come, come to mind. <laughs> no, it's funny. So I'm about to explain that then. So th- so I shot that right, and then I shot this ridiculous comedy called Bad Day, like back to back, right? Yeah. And at the end of summer, I had this huge like quote unquote premiere at my house, mm. um, and like my whole class was there. Um, we packed in and we watched both this romantic drama and this stupid comedy <laughs> and everybody in the room laughed at both. <laughs> oh, good. Uh, so that's what I was like, okay, I guess I'll do comedy. When I was showing it, like right before it, I was like, I knew it was bad. My dad had to convince me to show it. Um, so like... I'm glad at least because like, like my worst fear is to make a bad movie and not know it's bad. Mm. Yep. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like that, so, so that's, that's what I was at least thankful for. But, um, no, it's bad, dude. It's so bad. I had this, like my, one of my, my dad's best friends in it as the dad mm. and like, he's like yelling, like, uh, he has this like scene. It's like the best scene of the movie. Um, where like the the main character the girl's like talking to how like she loves this guy named Tyler Martin and the dad cuts her off he's like no <laughs> completely overreacting yeah, yeah yeah like oh the the best overacting you've ever seen and it's like if i ever see him again i will kill him it's just a mood swing you know yeah. like the whole movie's like been like kind of sweet it like there's this like light music going and then all of a sudden it's like i will kill this guy you know like <laughs> it's, just it's like wow it really went dark fast there buddy <laughs> yeah i love it so it was it was bad but that's yeah awesome. so that was the first time i ever made like a movie movie yeah like, like a, and then uh i'd say back in like 2000 i think it was 2013 or 2012 like something around there um no it was 2000 all right might have been 14 actually i gotta look I want to say 13 to be safe, but I made this short. Um, I started hanging around with uh, Justin Robinson and Andrew Bradford and those guys. Mm. Um, and just started, like, you know, being, like, one-off, like, roles in their shorts. And uh, Justin convinced me to shoot. He's like, dude, if you want to shoot into something, just, like, let me know and I'll help you. Mm. So he helped me shoot Hopeful Sunday, which is, I think it's on my Vimeo. Um it's also on my YouTube, which originally came out. Uh, and that was the first time I actually felt like I could do this. Like, I was like, oh, this is, like, not bad. Um, and I like this, and it's funny. And it actually looks like, you know, actually looks real. You know That's what awesome. I mean? <laughs> yeah. So that was the first time. Yeah. It's great you had a, a taste for success, you know. And yes. uh, to be, be able mm-hmm. to understand, okay, this is what success looks like. And, mm-hmm. you know, and once you have that, that, that short that works – that you're like, you know what? It's not perfect, but but there's so much to love about it, and it's mine. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. 
man, isn't that just contagious? Like, doesn't that just like absolutely? It's just a shot in the arm, arms you yeah. need. Yeah, it says, bug, yeah, I'm, I'm invincible. Yeah. I'm going to do this. You know. <laughs> yeah, like like my my favorite part of the whole process is writing. Mm. Um, so like as soon as like that that type of thing happens, I'm like, you know, woo, and like I jump back down on the couch and start writing. Yeah, like it's my favorite. <laughs> The favorite thing. Authenticity is important for, for any work, mm-hmm. whether it's um, an indie short or <clears throat> a, a Hollywood blockbuster. Uh, look mm-hmm. at you, episode eight. Um, you know, <laughs> you, you actually have to have a good story and authentic. But what do you mm-hmm. think are the elements to a, a good uh, movie? One, one that's impactful, one that uh, Ooh, makes um, a difference in people's lives. I, I see, I see what, what makes a movie a good movie. Is something that, in some shape or another, speaks to someone. Mm. Um, it doesn't have to be me. I think because uh, of the personal nature of them, that there are going to be a lot of people who don't like your movie, mm. um, and that's okay because not everyone's going to like you, and you're just going to have to be okay with that. Because yeah. um, if you try to make a movie that everybody likes, then no one's going to love it. I don't care about awards. I don't care about like, like, you know, this movie was the best, 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 whatever, whatever, whatever. Like, you know, I don't care about getting the most box office, whatever. Like none of that is like a dream of mine necessarily. Um, the thing that like, that would, that would, that would be me making it, you know, would be some, you know, chubby 10 year old kid coming up to me and saying, this movie is the reason I want to make movies. Mm. You know, like that to me is completing what I've sought to do. Mm. Making something that speaks to somebody is what makes a movie a good movie. Um, I mean, pop songs and, and, and popular movies have their place. You know, we all uh-huh. need something to hum along to on the radio, but uh-huh. You know, I, I think that, and, and this is going to, man, this is going to sound so snobbish, uh, but <laughs> like, I think some of the best work is enjoyed by a limited number of people. And I'm not one of those people that, that, I mean, personally, I don't want to create work that's enjoyed by like five people in the world and those five people mm-hmm. love it. And then no one else does. Cause yeah. I feel like that's too narrow, of, mm-hmm. narrow of a demographic, but yeah, the, 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 the number of people that see it necessarily does, isn't a measure of success or the number of people that it resonates mm-hmm. with. And, you know, it's okay, I think, for a film to be loved by a select few. That's been the craziest thing about Shower. It's like, it's, it's like, it's barely got any views. Like, it's this, it, I'm not saying it's success because of that. Like, it's not. And mm-hmm. I'm, <laughs> let me tell you, I'm more than okay. <laughs> the, <laughs> you know, like, 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 you know, if it's not, a hundred thousand strangers that watch that movie. I'm okay with that. <laughs> you know, uh, but the coolest thing about shower that I never expected, I've never, ever gotten before is people reaching out to me and talking to me about something that had nothing to do about the movie. Mm. Like I, I, had, I had a conversation with someone on set the other day. I was like, dude, I had the opposite problem. Like I was tiny. Mm. I was, you know, I was picked on, somehow me talking about me in this like very like scary vulnerable way to where mm-hmm. like it, it, it somehow um, p- 
people aren't thinking about me. They're thinking about them or somebody else. And I think that's the coolest. Let me tell you, that was not on purpose. That was like, that was God. That was not uh, an intentional thing I did. I had no idea something like that could come up from something I made. Right. um, Yeah. It's It's almost like people are, I guess, projecting their own emotions on your experience and kind of doing what you did Mm -hmm. at the very beginning of the video, which is speak to an actor for a little bit. Mm Mm-hmm. Which yeah. I thought was brilliant, man. Like I thought that was so good. <laughs> I've never seen that before. And I love how you you had him say the words and then it just it pans over to you. Um <laughs> and you're really good at, at just like facial like you're very expressive with your face. And so I, I could read what you were thinking. I could read your face and then it goes back to him, I think, and then it cuts, and then the narration isn't the actor, it's actually your voice. Which I thought was fantastic. <laughs> I thought that was good. If you would have like, like I probably wouldn't have thought of that. Of that, I probably would have kept with the actor's voice. But when you put your voice in it, it even makes it. Even though we are hearing your voice, it's almost like you're even more hidden because we're now hearing this voice. But this guy doesn't have the the the, the courage yet to show himself and like show himself actually talking. And he's like <laughs> kind of like a like my my daughter would hide behind our legs. You know, if she's meeting a stranger. Um, it's kind of like you're doing that same thing. You're allowing the images and the, and the visuals to hide you. And we're hearing this disembodied voice. It's great. <laughs> Thank you. Love that. <laughs> you're almost making me cry on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> That's the goal. That's the goal of BTS cinema. We always make our guests cry. But yeah, no, I really thought it was, there's just several moments in there that, that I thought, man, this really, and, and here's the thing, man, I, after watching it, like I, I was sad. Like I just, it affected me. And like, I, I just was sad for a while and I was like, no, I'm okay with this, you know, but it was interesting. Like it affected <laughs> me, um, which I think was, is good. Like, I think that's, that's mm-hmm. back to your point. Um, and I would totally agree that that's the, the purpose of movies is to invoke an emotion. And mm-hmm. um, I think that's maybe the, the problem. Like I, I love the big budget, you know, big box office, you know, shoot them up oh, type, same. you know, explosions yeah, and all absolutely. that sort of thing. Bring it. Like I, I went mm-hmm. and I, I saw uh, transformers in the, in the, in the theaters in 3d. Mm-hmm. It was like, no one does action <laughs> like Michael Bay. Yeah, sure. Like <laughs> I have the same problems you do like with, with him, but uh, the guy's great and he knows how to do action, mm-hmm. you know? And so, and I watched Kong. I thought Kong was fantastic. I loved it. But in, I, in mind, I liked Kong. Yeah. I loved the, like yeah. the, the, the visual treatment and, you know, Larry Fong mm-hmm. is just a great cinematographer and, you know, I had a friend of mine that said, uh, oh, I don't know. There's this problem with this. I was like, dude, you watched a giant monkey on an island. Okay? There's lots of problems in this movie. <laughs> like, that's the, that's the first one. It's like monkeys aren't supposed to be that big. Okay? So, um, but I forget what I was telling. Going, oh, but yeah, even if it's big or small, like having that emotional <laughs> connection, you know, is so important. Um, and I think that's that's where you can actually make a difference in someone's life. So absolutely. So for people that are are listening in, that are, um, you know, kind of kind of like you and me, like this 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 audience mm-hmm. for for the podcast are people that love cinema and aren't just mm-hmm. people that are consumers or actually makers and creators. Um, yeah. What's what's your process, and how have you found yourself? How have you motivated yourself to 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 get off the couch and get off the away from the desk and away from the computer writing? And actually, mm-hmm. you know, shooting films with friends and and organizing Ooh. shoots because it, it's it's oh. work. You know, I don't know if you've noticed yeah, that, but it's, it's a lot of work. <laughs> it is definitely a lot of work. Um, 
I think uh, the biggest thing for me um, is I have I have like wonderful wonderful supportive friends and crew mm. um, like they're the reason I'm able to do any of this stuff because I mean quite quite literally my, some of my first shorts were because people were like dude you have to you know please mm. <laughs> um, so I'd say um, cultivate your community um, like really like and not just in like a people can always tell when like you're doing something just to like get something in return you know what I mean like everyone can always like yeah, sure. Since that, um, but that's what I love about this town in Greenville. Like, yeah, we're small. Yeah, we're like, you know, a fraction of what Atlanta's doing right now. But um, the community here is full of people who um, are just so flipping excited that everyone's making stuff. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, um, and th- I think that's that's what I would say is like. Like, find, like, if there's a community around you and just, like, spend time with them and, like, help them out and, like, let them know that, like, you're, I don't know, there's this, like, there's an energy there, I think, that's, like, uh, we all want to help each other do this because we all know what's stupid hard. Oh, yeah. You know? Um, So I'd say that, like, because I write a script and the first thing I do is I send it out to a couple friends you know, and like, and then start the ball rolling on how we're going to make this, you know, um, and it's these friends I trust with every project I do. Mm. Um, so I, I think that's really, it is just finding people that you trust and that trust you to do the same. You know, you know what I mean? Um, I think that's what I would say. Cause, yeah. uh, you can't do it without a community. Absolutely. Yeah. Like you, you can't like, you really can't make a movie by yourself. The collaborative nature is like one of the most beautiful aspects of film. I could chat with you for, for a very long time. This has been uh, such a blast, um, but uh, we got to wind it down. But I wanted to ask you a, cool. a, a few final questions, just like the, the, the quick yeah. fire round. Um, we've probably okay. have already mentioned them uh, in the course of the conversation, but what are three must see mm-hmm. movies that, uh, that you think mm. everyone should see? All right, so um, I actually got that one prepared because I knew it was going to be impossible for me to do um, <laughs> without. So, uh, like I said, I'm super obsessed with movies, so I had to like give myself a rule. So here are actually four movies. Sorry. Oh man. Uh, four must see movies that start with the letter P. Hmm. <laughs> man. Uh, yeah. Uh, Jack Tati's Playtime. Hmm. Uh, Vin Vendor's Paris, Texas, which oh man, you, if you haven't seen that, it's yeah, one I haven't. Of my, I'll like, check it out. Top top three top three movies. It's Whoa. like one of my favorite cinematographers, Robbie Mueller, mm. uh, Sam Shepard. Like came from uh, one of his stories. Um, Harry Dean Stanton's the main character. Like it's just perfect. Um, Brian De Palma's Phantom of the Paradise. Um, I don't really love Rocky Horror Picture Show, but mm-hmm. I love this movie, and it's kind of the same realm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so good. And then, last but not least, 
Jackie Chan's police story. Yes. <laughs> yes, absolutely. That's that's those are the four for me. Uh mm. if you haven't seen those movies, definitely give them a give them a look. Okay, yeah, I haven't seen I haven't seen some of those, so um I'll definitely check them out and I'll just watch Jackie Chan again just because it's Jackie Chan. <laughs> I mean, it's police story. Is that the one where he's fighting with the ladder? Um that's that's not that one. I think it might be a it might be the second one. Um, cause there's a couple police stories. Okay. Um, yeah. but, uh, this is the one where he's like, he like fights with a moped. Yes. He's like tossing pencils up. Um, yeah, he has like, this is the one with the giant chandelier in the mall mm. one where he broke yes, that like one. every bone in his body. <laughs> yeah. Went to the hospital after that. <laughs> Talk about, you know, suffering for your art. Yeah. For real, for real. Oh my goodness, that's yeah. a great list, man. I love that. Uh, so, what's an educational resource like a book or a blog or a podcast mm-hmm. that you'd recommend? Um, let's see. I got two. I got two for you. you um, man, you're just a rebel today. <laughs> um, a book, book, uh, two books for you. Um, okay. for film, uh, directing actors by Judith Weston is one of my favorite favorite books. Mm. Um, I read it a couple years ago. Um, I've, I've loaned it out to, you know, countless people just cause mm-hmm. I really believe in it. Um, I remember reading it on the plane a few years ago and saying, wow, I'm doing all of this wrong. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's really cool. Uh, it's, it's, it's really specific about like, you know, the things you say to an actor and why they don't work and mm-hmm. what you should do instead and mm-hmm. why they work. It's really cool and really insightful. Um, I, I couldn't I couldn't push that book enough. Mm. And then for writers, um I really hate screenplay books. Yeah. <laughs> I really hate them. Um yeah. it goes back to kind of my um my biggest thing is I really I said it a couple of times, I I don't want to tell somebody how to make a movie. Mm. Um and I think screenplay books really do that. It's it's like a it's almost like a mad lib for screenplays. It's it's really yeah. It's not my favorite. I'm not. Yeah. I don't want to bash anyone that reads them because, like, if they're helpful for you, super cool. But yeah. um, they just aren't for me. But the best writing book I ever read um, isn't specifically about screenwriting. It's uh, just writing itself. Uh, in uh, the Zen and the Art of Writing by mm. Ray Ra- Ray Bradbury. Okay. Um, so good. It's super short. I think it's like 180 pages. Um, and it talks about his process, but really, like. You just, you can't help but write after reading that book. Like, mm-hmm. it's really just like 180 pages of Ray Bradbury, one of the best writers, you know, um, of recent memory, at least, if not all time. I'd say all time. Uh, just like jumping up and down saying, how cool is it that we get to do this? <laughs> like, it's the, it's, the, it's the most inspiring thing I've ever read. Um, mm-hmm. So I would say those two books for sure. That's a great resource. Um, and for anybody that wants to uh, get that list, then you didn't write it down um, of the movies and the resources. We'll have those in the show notes at btscinema.com. Um, and uh, where can people reach you? Um, see my stuff? Yeah. Um, yeah, I right now, um, just on Vimeo. So um, honestly, if you just Google Gunner Willis, G-U-N-N-E-R-W-I-L-L-I-S, um, my IMDb and Vimeo should pop up. I kind of 
Uh, thanks, mom and dad. I didn't really get a name that a lot of people chose, <laughs> so it should, it should pop up. There's so many Will Stewarts, so uh, good, good for them. <laughs> cool, man. Um, but yeah, yeah, that's awesome, man. I really appreciate you taking the time to to talk with me. I, I could literally talk to you for hours about this, and appreciate the <laughs> the thoughtfulness you put into your craft, and uh, just pumped about what you got going on next we'll uh, have you back on the podcast soon once you release something else and uh, we'll chat about that cool deal man thank you so much for having me links to Gunnar Willis and his work can be found in the show notes at btscinema.com just look for this episode it's episode 2 so that's it that's the show what'd you think if you loved it and think others will too Would you take the time to give it a five-star rating on iTunes? You have no idea what a difference that makes. If you ever want to hear the episode live and unedited, we broadcast and archive them on our Facebook page. Just search for BTS Cinema on Facebook. I'm Will Stewart. Until next time, thanks for listening.